I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Now that 2021 is in full swing, I hope most of you have felt a feeling of new beginnings, maybe newfound hope, or just the fact we don't have to say 2020 anymore might be all it takes to get out of a year for what most people would describe as one of the hardest years of their lives. It's interesting to hear people's perspective now that we have all lived it for almost a year. I can't believe I'm even saying that. We still don't even know what the future holds. It's all going to be new. And the cool thing about it, it's going to be new to all of us. And we get to decide how we are going to be in this new normal. I think this year has really helped people look inward and see how they are truly living life. I know it has for our family anyway. I just hope for all of you that you can truly look back on 2020 and say you will now do life with a new perspective and a knowing even more how to live in the moment and appreciate each day as a gift. As most of you know, I am getting ready to start my Raising Confidence course next week. I am so excited. This course was inspired through this pandemic as I watched these sweet kids put their life on hold and a childhood they can't repeat. We all had our ups and our downs, and us with kids had to take on a whole new ball game without the ball game. <laughs> so I wanted to commend every parent out there for learning how to adjust to show our kids that sometimes life happens and we need to go with the flow and look for the silver lining. I know this has taught my girls even more that everything is happening for them, not to them. The whole level of appreciation for all of their activities, time with friends, and sports all went up many levels. So for that, I'm grateful. So if you want to sign up for that Raising Confidence course, I only have a few spots left, but I promise you, you will be surrounded by like-minded people and a tribe that you will be able to count on for support and love and just some, a community that will provide you this amazing just like these people that will contribute to your life. It's so important to have a, a tribe in your life, especially right now, and one that could support you with your family, your life, your kid's life. Anyway, I'm, I'm such a big fan of having a tribe of like-minded people. So hoping that you will, you will join me, send me an email, ashleygonner at gmail.com, and I'll send you the information. The cart closes on Sunday, so don't miss this opportunity to learn my seven-step magical formula that will inspire you and your kids, but it will be part of your life after you take that course. So I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much.
Now on to today's episode with my guest, Royce Christian. There are many things I love about having this podcast, but one of them for sure is meeting these incredible people who are like-minded and excited about life and believe in the same things I do. When I heard Royce's story on another podcast, I knew I needed to connect with him. His energy is magnetic, and what he has created in his life at such a young age is incredible. And what really got my attention is the book he has written, Scripting the Life You Want, that I now have part of my morning and evening ritual. I can't wait to have him share with us the tools he uses to manifest things in his life that are easy and take so little time at all. I've always believed in writing out my goals as if they were already done, but he takes that concept to an entirely different level. I think this episode comes at the perfect time. Remember, I don't believe in coincidences. Here we are in January of 2021, where most of us are unsure of the future and have so much uncertainty and maybe not the best mindset. But I know after listening to Royce, you will be so inspired to dream and create the life of your dreams. And the cool thing is, you just do what he says in his book, and you can be, do, or have anything. I always say that, but now I feel like with these simple tools, you will all believe me, because if you do them, you will see the magic in the results. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Royce Christian. Royce Christian is an actor, speaker, writer, and documentary film director. He has appeared in film and television shows, including Drake and Josh, Zoe 101, and Disney's channel Wizard of Waverly Place with Selena Gomez. He also directed the LGBTQ documentary, Out in the Open, released in 2013. He has a new talk show, Scripting the Life You Want, that can be seen in the UK. And he lives right up the freeway from me in Los Angeles. There is so much more about Royce than all of his amazing credentials, so let's not wait any longer to get inspired to create a life of our dreams and meet Royce Christian. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Seriously, that was absolutely my favorite intro and one of the kindest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was so, so sweet and just made my whole day. So how are you? Oh, you've made my whole day. You've made my whole week since I connected with you and got your book and then have been listening to it on Audible. Oh my God. How funny. I have incorporated it in my life. It's, it's, it's really fun because it works really quickly. I, I will say that for it. And I, I, you know, I'm very open about the fact that like I have ADD. I have, I think a lot of people nowadays talk about it, but I'm 32. So, you know, I know this, this program goes out to a lot of teens and, you know, there's always the, this, Oh, can I manifest? I hear this a lot. If I have ADD or if I have anxiety or, you know, so obviously I'm not a therapist, but one of the things that I made this program or whatever you want to call it, these very simple tools for was for everybody. So that if you are like me and it's, you don't have a lot of time or it's an ADD thing, or you just literally want to maybe dive in in a very different way than you're used to when it comes to manifesting, the tools are very malleable. They're flexible and they, they work for everybody for whatever it is that you have going on in your life. So I'm excited. They're already working. They do work very fast. Very fast. And, you know, it's funny because I was talking to, we'll start, let me just give you an example of what happened today because it's part of my life. So my daughter had one week of, she goes to school full-time at school. We have a private school. Thank God. Okay. She's in sixth grade, right? So today she wakes up, doesn't want to go, doesn't have friends, 
No one likes me. Her one friend's out of town. So who do I sit with at lunch? And I said, we're going to script it. She's like, get your journal out. She got so in. She's like, you're right, mom. I get to school and everyone comes and wants to hug me. Then when I go to class, my teacher that I'm, you know, in English, she says, I'm going to get an A. She goes through the whole day, gets her journal, brings it in the car. It was so fun, and I cannot wait to pick her up to see her day. I know. Now, I want to know how her day went. I guarantee <laughs> you, if she does that for just a few days, it's probably she'll notice stuff right away because before we started airing, I'm sure we'll talk about it now. We were talking about the reticular activating system. But I have to say, too, because you probably – you won't say it, so I will <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I, I told you beforehand, it's just so funny because I, I'm shooting the show right now, my talk show, and we're getting ready to move into the nighttime primetime tests of it, which is just a whole other world, which is awesome and a huge manifestation wow. of mine because we start off as in the morning. Basically, they test shows there like they used to test here. So long story short, we haven't been able to say yes to any interviews at all, really, lately. I think we did Jules, and that was it <laughs> for, for this whole uh, last three months. Thank um, you, God. <laughs> and well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Cause I had just, just said, I really want to work with teens. Cause I'm, I get a lot of emails and, and I get a lot of parents who are interested for their kids. And now I'm getting a lot of actual, you know, people who are young adults or teenagers saying they really want to incorporate it. What can they do? Do you have a class? No, I do not. So I had just said this, I was like, Oh, we need to do something. And you wrote me and even weirder, no one knows this, but I'm going to just spoil it now, but there's no way to actually hack this one is I have a little rule in my head that I've always had. That is if someone writes me and I'm actually me checking my email and it comes in and it's for something like this, that, you know, normally I would want to do, but maybe we can't during a scheduling issue. I just say yes. And we make it work. So you were the first one all uh. in the last like 12 months to actually send an email for doing a show like this while I was looking at my phone. And it was about the topic I had been thinking about that whole day, which was just a few days ago. So I'm so grateful to be here with you because I think you're, I want to hear more about what you do. And I'm sure everybody listening would too, because there's probably going to be new viewers and new listeners because I bring a whole wonderful menagerie with me. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So I've read your book. I've listened to you on audible And I've listened to every podcast you've been on and I am so intrigued and I loved, I want to go back to the beginning before we really dive into the, all these tools. I want people to understand where it came from. Like when you were 14 and you had the whole thing with your mom and the book and all that. Yeah. So yeah, you grew up with your mom and your grandma too. explain that. Yeah. So my mom and my grandmother were, you know, they, from a really young age, taught me about meditation and this idea when most of my friends, which is awesome that they would go to their religious schools, whether it was, you know, Sunday school or Hebrew school or whatever. My Sundays were (laughs) really spent learning how to meditate, how to focus. They would, you know, they would show me you know, really the, a very crude version of a want list or an intention list. But they, you know, my grandmother was also raised by her mom this way. And it was just sort of, it's, you know, people are always like, oh, are they witches? I'm like, no, right. I don't know. There wasn't really, it's funny because since then I've met other people who come from, in many cases, much more successful families than mine, but who this was sort of a natural thing. Whereas for me, I was the only one I knew that had that. So yeah, I I grew up learning how to meditate, this idea that you control your reality. I've really thought about this a lot. It's really interesting, Ash, because as much as I've written about it and talked about it, I didn't really let it sink in as much as I have since the book came out, you know, whatever, 10 or 11 months ago. And it's really sort of hit me like, wow, that was 
profoundly amazing and special. And I'm so lucky in so many ways that, that this is the family that I'm in because it never occurred to me that there wasn't a way to at least alter or change what I was experiencing on the outside, even when things were horrible. And I've gone through bad times and bad periods, and I'm very open about that. It wasn't ever a situation of me saying, oh, this doesn't work, because it had just been such a fact of my life since I was a child that, that we do have control. It was more I would get at the time, back then, I get more angry at myself going, oh, what are you doing wrong? You're not manifesting, right? right? Which I know a lot of people go through. That's, you know, now as a coach, and, you know, I've been in this world for so long that and I love it because I'm able to, to, to see not only how to help other people better, but I've learned how to work on myself, you know, in different ways that are, I feel it's, it's much more, it's quicker, it's faster. I found ways that work that get me out of that rut of, oh no, I'm, everything is garbage that I'm manifesting right. on the outside. Um, and thankfully it's been a great, great couple of years. But so yeah, I grew up with that idea that you create your own reality. That was the only thing in my mind as far as how the world worked. Now I believe in God. I mean, I've gone through all sorts of different, you know, people always say, well, what does that mean for, you know, belief in the universe? I think it's all really to me, it's all very holistic and there, it's, it's a very, there's a very macro way to look at it. And I think that every thing has its place in each person's life. So for me, you know, I'm able to kind of fit it all in as, yes, I have a lot of control. There's still this universe or God or whatever you want to call it that is part of that with my yes. experience. But without getting too off in the weeds, my <laughs> grandmother and mother taught me all, all sorts of different basic, I'd say, manifesting tools. And then when I was 14 years old, Every year, my family took a trip to, I grew up on the East Coast. We would take a trip to the Barrier Islands, which are off the coast of Virginia. You know, they're, they're not, they sound all fancy, but really it's just like a bridge to an island. They're beautiful, but, right. you know, I don't want people to think there's some, there's no airplanes involved. It was a very, you know, just middle-class right. family, family summer drive. vacation. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, it was a four-hour drive, four or five-hour drive every year. And, you know, my mom found out she was pregnant with me at these islands. Like, it was just a very family, like, my family had a lot of history here. And I was miserable in that one car ride. It was 2003. And I was going through some very normal high school drama, which was my best friend and I were in this massive fight. And this is, you're right, it's the opening of my book because it's just funny still when I look back on it. And I'm friends still with a lot of those, those friends that were part of that story in the beginning. And it's funny because we look back now together and we go, oh, wow, because a lot of them now do this and use these tools. But back oh, then they cool. thought it was crazy. So anyway, I was, I was just in a really, just my friend, I never fought. And I was just so happy to have friends and be not like, a you know, I, I was finally getting a place in the school where I felt like, oh my God, I could be friends with everybody and people accepted me. And this was just a bad fight to have, especially, you know, over summer vacation. It's, uh, you know, back then at least you, their texting was still relatively new. You know, this is what, 16, 17 years ago. So the keeping in touch was just phones and you go to each other's houses. So I was upset and my mom noticed that she was reading a book and she turned, we're on this long drive to this island. She turned around and she goes, here, I think you like this. It's really funny because my mom wasn't even enjoying the book, but the, and I'll tell you what it is in a second, but she was looking at and reading this book going out oh, and we were so connected. We still are. She just had a feeling right. <laughs> that this book might inspire me or make me feel better for this situation with yeah. my best friend. Well, it's really funny because that was 2003 and it's 2021. You're the first interview of this year. I'm still talking about this book. <laughs> so the book is called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. It was a New York Times bestseller. 
came out in 1999. So it's really interesting because it was the book originally came out like six or seven years before The Secret brought this whole idea of the law of attraction to the forefront. But for me, it was based on the teachings of Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks and Jerry Hicks. But I didn't know what any of that meant. It just what I knew was that this book explained something that was so radical to me, but explained everything, which Mm -hmm. was that it wasn't just your thoughts, which is what I had grown up, you know, for my grandmother, that was, you know, positive thinking was the key. Right. It wasn't just your thoughts. It was your feelings and your emotions. And that's what causes the manifestation. And yes. this woman, this this author, this glorious author, Lynn Grabhorn, was writing into words. And I was 14 years old, but it was just, it spoke to my heart in such a way. Huh. I couldn't believe it. I realized like this was, I knew it was the key. And I, and it was because here we are again, what, however many years later talking about it. Right. And it was so mind blowing that I hadn't thought about this before. So long story short, she wrote about a tool called scripting, which we can get into later, but she had some tools in there that I started using. And when I would add the emotional component and started to realize, Oh, my emotions are not only the fuel that gases the car, but also the guidance system, the thing I need to be paying attention to, boy, did that change everything because I was able to manifest things like moving to LA when I was 16 and like being on TV and doing all these awesome things. But it was that one pivot of realizing it's not just positive thinking, which I do think in some ways still is what's put out in the mainstream. I think a lot of people who don't research, you know, you don't have to look that hard, but there is a little bit of a, you know what I mean? It's, I think a lot of even books that are really well-meaning still focus on thoughts I do it sometimes when I used to teach seminars, I had one two years ago and it was for a bunch of real estate agents. And one of the amazing students, thank God, came up to me at the break. It was like, Hey, what about emotions and feeling? And I'm like, ah, oh, because oh. I, I, I think what happens is it becomes so ingrained when you find right. out how to do it and then you manifest, it just becomes part of you. And then when you're just learning, it's not really as accessible. So bringing that feeling and emotional component into manifesting was what changed my whole life. And that was from that one book in that car. Oh. That was a long explanation. I'm sorry. Oh, I love it. No, it's great. <laughs> Cause I need, people need to understand that, but you know, being 14, I have a 14 year old and thinking if she, I'm thinking for you to be interested in that book at that age, it had to have been from your, because you had been it ingrained in your mind, the awareness of all that, right. From your mom. And yeah. Grandma. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's, that's a really good point. Cause I've thought about that too. Like why the heck was I interested in this book? Yeah. I loved reading always like my parents, like our big treat, this sounds like they didn't do anything with us, but like on the weekends we go to dinner and then we go to Barnes and Noble or Borders. Like that was, oh, fun. I was a weirdo. I was a giant nerd. So yeah. I don't know that it's nerdy to read, but I just, I look back and I'm like, Oh man, I, I don't know why books are such a big deal, but they still are obviously. And I'm glad they were because they made me who I was and who I am now. But yeah, I think that to me, the book, to answer your question, was more of like an aha. There was something I actually really, it's really funny. I was sort of pulling away at that point in my life from using the things I learned from my grandma. I think it was just a normal, like it wasn't, I didn't like, you know, have a fit and go, well, I'm not, I'm done. I'm not doing this. I just, when I look back, I was sort of naturally, you know, my parents and my grandma, everybody just let me be me, which was awesome. And let me explore and I always say, like, when I have kids, I have to ask my mom how my grandma did it and she did it because there were so many things they just mm-hmm. let me kind of go off in the weeds or in some areas just go off and find myself in better ways. Like, they let me do things that I don't know I'd be okay with letting kids do, but right. 
in this circumstance, like I said, I, I wasn't like, I'm not doing this anymore. I think they could sense it and they knew it was normal and natural. And I just wasn't working on meditating. I wasn't doing anything to manifest. So when this book came, my mom got me at such a moment, not that she got me and was planning it, but she just, it just, the universe worked out really well. I think I had been asking subconsciously in a lot of ways, like, well, if this works, then what's, there's something missing. And I was right. There was, and for me, at least, it was this understanding of where the emotions and feelings come in. And weirdly, my mom actually did an interview, really great. I'm excited for it to come out. I think it should be out next month with Har Bishop. He filmed it like six months ago, but I have never done an interview with my mom about this story. And she said, and you're getting the actual exclusive because it hasn't come out yet, but she explained to me, because Harvey was like, well, why didn't you tell him that or you know where was the the missing link there because my mom was a fantastic manifester and she explained it in a way I hadn't even thought of ever which was that she knew about feelings and emotions and so did my grandmother but because of that thing I was just telling you about that even I find myself doing now when manifesting becomes a natural part of who you are and you know this you know this better than anybody you sort of just it's sort of like it's a good auto mechanism but it just sort of becomes so natural that at least for me, I've had to find myself like still to this day, like I have to stop and go, okay, wait, make sure you explain feelings and emotions. But my mom explaining it made a lot of sense. It wasn't that anything was being withheld or she didn't know. In fact, the reason, as I mentioned at the beginning of this interview, she didn't like the book was she thought it was too elementary. Like she thought it was too basic at first. Now she's read it since then and gets that that's one of those amazing books that does that thing that I think every author in the world wishes they could do, including me, Mm -hmm. which they put these very complex topics into the most almost basic sounding language in a way that it delivers to everybody. So once my mom, you know, but sometimes it misses the right people. So that was sort of an interesting situation. My mom just had the book. It happened to be what she was reading. She didn't love it. She turned around and then I had it. And that's that. Yeah. So, you know, I vibration, right? Emotion, vibration, everything is all about that. And you, I am so aware of mine and I know because it's constant. I mean, I know when I'm like dripping down and I'm like, I know how to get up. Yes. Yeah. That's just a tool or a, you know, you just got to know it, practice. I'm aware, right? Yes. Like that's Such an awareness. Like, how did you teach your kids about it? Cause I'm curious because I'm, this is what I'm trying to figure out is the difference of adults and teens. Cause I think teenagers get it. So in such, I think they get it easier than adults do. Yeah, sometimes. So they have to wake up with a smile on their face before they put their feet on the floor. They have I to say it. out loud, I am going to have a great day. Because, right, the reticular activating system is going to look for everything great. Yes. All right. right. Then they do their I am statements in the mirror, whatever it is that day. Then they do their gratitude. Now they're going to be scripting. And then we get in the car and we do our prayers. We do our, I mean, you should hear me. It's like, they're like, I I love it. If we turn the corner and we haven't done it yet, they're like, mom, we haven't done it yet. So we've done it since they could write and they've had a gratitude journal since they could write. And amazing. That is um, that really helps right there. The gratitude. gratitude. But Uh, you know what? Everybody says it, but no, just feeling gratitude. Yes. um, Helps you understand your vibrations, your feeling mechanism. Like what? Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like, holy cow, that is an amazing, amazing way to get kids to understand just even if that wasn't your intention that totally worked I'm sure right. that feeling that understanding gratitude on that level is probably helped with every other high yes. vibration that they could feel and the interesting thing is I'm working now with a, like a 
maybe 15 kids that I know moms that, that know me, you know, so yeah, this is what I want to hear group. about. Again, I'm totally hijacking. <laughs> yeah, I'm interviewing I'm you. So interested. <laughs> no, um, no, I genuinely care. That's why I'm here. I want to hear. No, I think it's... there's a lot of people that must be asking what you're doing yeah, maybe. because my feeling that I trusted when I was coming into this interview was I have to get her story. I have to hear what's going on oh, with the kids. So go for it. I'm interested. I'm sure so, people Teaching kids gratitude that don't really haven't really had it in as a practice like my kids have. Right. They think gratitude is I'm thank you for my house. I'm grateful for my car. I'm grateful for the trees. I'm great. And I said, okay, I know that's all great, but we got to feel it. So let's think of the day before and write down five things that made you feel so grateful. So it has to be like, oh, I went to school like today with Presley. I went to school and when I sat down, all these friends sat around me and I loved it. I felt so loved, you know, so then they go to the next one and they write it the next one down. It's all the feeling. So it's waking up with a smile. It's saying out loud the great that you're setting the intention. So let me tell you about my, I had decided to tell you my reticular activating system. Yes. Yes. Before we continue yours. And for those of you who don't know it, the reticular activating system is your brain's filter. So very long story short, we'll get into it, but it is that thing that you program like a computer. So when you say, I'm going to have a good morning, like you just said with Presley and and your kids, that's the thing. That's the thing that comes and finds literally all of the good morning things that are making you have a good morning. It points out all the examples and people. So yep. yes, and let me hear you know that at that age, huh. it's endless. Like your well, it's, is it's irrefutable. It's, I mean, it's scientifically proven. So if you go and tell a teacher, they can't say you don't have a reticular activating right. system. It's great. There's not like a many people that can tear yeah. it down because it's such, anyway, go ahead. I'm no, just, but you know, the thing about your book that I love is that you do have that scientific part. So if people are thinking this is all woo woo stuff, oh, I'm a go to chapters with seven and eight or, you know, yeah, go it's the, that, well, really the first. last half of the book, the reticular activating system is right up front. You're right. It's like chapter three and then step five, six, seven, eight are, it's all science. But if you are not a science nerd, don't let that turn you off from reading it because it's, I'm a giant science geek and I wouldn't write anything unless I could back it up for those people out there who needed something else to help. And I understand that. So that's why I think this book and then my next book is, I think they're very unique because I only talk about manifesting that can be backed up through science, which is why I have all these PhDs and amazing doctors and people that have actually endorsed the book, which is also really cool oh, and helpful. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I but, love that. That doesn't mean it's all science. That doesn't mean, you know, I'm very open about the fact that I'm into all sorts of different methodologies. Not everything can be backed up with science, but my book, yes, it is all, you can back everything up. So go ahead. I can't wait to hear your reticular activating story. Well, so in the, in our life of going to school, one's in sixth grade and one's in ninth. So picture since first grade, we would pick one thing. Say, for an example, one of them said, I'm going to find something on the way to school, camouflage. This is as well as our IMs and all the other stuff we do. But we pick one thing in the morning to go and we're going to find it. So like, let's say camouflage and hot pink hat. I love it. (laughs) Every time without a fail, we have found we get pull up to the to the drop off. The lady that's there greeting us has camouflage pants. The girl over there has a pink hat. And they're like, I go, see, done. Now go do what you got to do. You know, you can create anything just like Abraham says, right? You can create a button or a castle. Castle. Which one do you want? Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, So here we do that our whole, you know, pretty much their whole childhood. And now we're in a pandemic and I have a two-year-old discovery Land Rover, one of those 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Brand new, awesome. right? Yeah. It's in the shop for four months. And I found out it was a lemon. And I said, wow, what is going to happen? I don't know, girls. If mommy gets a new car, what do you want? Let's dream big. Yeah, yeah. We, we want a white Range Rover with white interior. I said, okay. <laughs> and I'm not a showy girl driving a car like that. I'm like, okay, well, let's create it. Hey, the girls want it though. Yeah, I get it. So it's let's awesome. get in the car and we're going to pick, we're, every time we get in the car, we're going to find all the white Range Rovers. Oh my gosh. We've seen every time we go out, it goes bigger, 20, 30. Oh my gosh. There's another oh one, another God. one, another one, another one. Oh, you're, if you haven't gotten it yet, you're going to get it. Oh no, I, it's in my garage. <laughs> of course it is. I was going to say, I was like, if you were seeing it that much again. Oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's. That's yeah. amazing. So we uh, went, now I want to come visit you just for the, I want to see the white <laughs> Range Rover. You are just but, down the freeway. I know. But you know, it's funny. I wanted for them to have a memory of childhood. So they, it's stuck in their brain. Like, okay, you know, that I didn't have far. to get the white Range Rover with the white interior, right? It could have right, been black. And for, Richard goes, there's a bunch with black. I go, no, it's got to be white. It has to be white. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that though. Cause that, what you're saying about creating a memory that when they're having a tough time where they're saying, oh, this doesn't work. They're going to go, oh, wait, what about mommy and the white Range Rover with the white interior and all the stuff that led up to that. Yep. They probably helped create the lemon. Hopefully no one got hurt, but you know, there is that circumstance. I had a car like that. It's very similar story, which I now use as sort of like a touchstone of going back and going, oh, wow. I mean, I was an adult, but I had a lemon. It was a, it was a Mini Cooper. I love Mini Coopers. I have one now again. <laughs> but um, I know I, that's a, a love hate with BMWs. But I have a similar thing where it was it, it worked in such a better way because but I realized I created the lemon that got me the yep. version But, you know, it is what it is. As long as no one got hurt, which never happens, as you know through right. this it's it that's the thing i think other people who maybe are getting into this need to hear like a lot of times you know explaining like how bad or bad people or bad things happen a lot of it is really easy when you understand the reticular activating system and understand how people do manifest everything and like abraham says yes you do you do vibrationally pull it all in it's sort of working backwards a little bit and learning how to like start from the beginning and from your emotional center and your, you know, from your feelings place, whatever that is to you, then you can kind of work forward if that makes sense. And and then you can right. see how things get created in your life and others. Do you find that too? Like that's, it's always interesting to see like one of my big things. Here's another thing I've never talked about in any interview is I have a tool I use, and this is really great for teachers. And since you're a teacher, and apparently if you're listening or watching out there, you attracted this information. It's so interesting that I've never spoken about this. So here's the way to tell what anybody else, if you're coaching somebody, what they're manifesting. You only have to look at two things. It's a math equation, and it's super simple. You need to look at information plus action. What information are they receiving or attracting or manifesting or gathering or getting? Mm -hmm. What action are they taking based on that information? you have their manifestation. Now that's 99% of the population that doesn't work with intention. They don't work with manifestation. You can just look at what information they're receiving, what are their friends talking about, what are they consuming through media, which is all that's fine. But if you start, you'll notice an immediate pattern, information, then what actions do they take based on the information they receive? Because everything we attract, this is a big big key I work on with a lot of like my high net worth clients is information, everything manifesting wise will always and this was a big like thing for me when I realized everything is information because if you do start to look at the world and your brain as data processors or computers but it's so much more fun than that but really it's all data it's all information so whatever they're attracting information wise they take action on 
And that's what causes the manifestation. So people who manifest like us, what we do is we just add one thing to that equation, which is intention plus information plus action. And those three equal you manifest. So it is sort of that working backwards Backwards. to find it thing. Yeah. Yeah. So great. So we need to get to your people so they understand what you do, why you wrote this book (laughs) and how you created this amazing system of manifesting. So when you are going to explain to somebody, like if we just sat together and you said, okay, Ashley, I'm going to explain to you the scripting. We know where it came from. We know, you know, how you, you know, your belief system in the reticular activating system and all that. But what are you going to tell somebody that's struggling and try, like, I'm not, I don't know how to, I don't know how to manifest or, you know, what are you talking about? Uh, this is super easy. Yeah. So, okay. So scripting originally was presented to me in that book as, and you'll hear it this way too. People talk about scripting. There's the classic or original version of it, which is, you know, let's say you want to be I'm trying to think of a better example than I usually use. Let's say you want to be the CEO of a pink hat company, just because we said pink <laughs> hats are. Okay, so if that's your dream and that's your goal, the old original version of scripting is you would have a fake phone call. So that's the, I mean, there's a couple ways to do it, but essentially you talk out loud for about 15 minutes and you, the goal is you want to tell your best friend what it's like to own that pink hat company, what your, you know, first quarter earnings were, your, you know, whatever party you just had to celebrate how much money you make. And you just want to start feeling and getting into that emotional space of owning this company through this fake phone call to the point where you really believe it. And you're vibrating on the level of actually being the CEO of that pink hat company. Now, For me, when I first tried that, I felt crazy, like absolutely cuckoo bananas, like nuts talking out loud to myself. And the problem, though, if it was a problem at all, was when I would script like that, it would only work about 5% of the time. And I would try it for years when I was younger, 15, 16, 17. But when it would work, 100% of the things that I would script would come true. So it was this, it was this sort of not Achilles heel that felt like it was because I was constantly trying to figure out other things that worked. And finally, a friend of mine said, yo, clearly scripting works. Why don't you go in your journal and go back? Because I was keeping this meticulous journal when I was in my early teens and then late teens about every manifesting tool I would try. Every new group I would go to in San Diego or Orange County, actually. I had all these different meditation groups and great people who were just kind of exchanging manifesting tools. And when my friend said this to me, I went, it was the light bulb really went off. I went, Oh my God, I'm such an idiot in the best way possible. But I was like, Oh my God, it's been in front of me this whole time. I don't need to talk out loud. I was keeping this journal, just a regular, like as a friend of mine says, it's a forensic journal. It's whatever actually happens during the day. Not, it's not scripted. It's not manifesting. It's just what happens. And I realized that, Oh my God, scripting is so much easier than just talking out loud for 15 minutes and feeling insane. If I could start my day, writing the journal I write at the end of the night, which is only a paragraph or two. This is not some long, lengthy thing. Again, ADD here. You know, it's Mm -hmm. great that I can write a paragraph sometimes, but I was like, oh my goodness. And it all clicked. And basically, long story short, once it clicked, I put it to work and it worked so fast. And I actually have the examples in the book and it still works to this day. I went from not booking any work to being lead guest star on Disney Channel, on working on Nickelodeon to getting my own company. I mean, really, it works so fast. And all the science, like you said, is there, but here's what it is. First thing in the morning, I wake up and I do, this is a total of five minutes. And I say this to people out there, if you're listening and you want to try this out, by the way, you don't even have to buy the book, just watch the show. 
and you will literally be able to do it. But if it's taking you more than five minutes, you're overdoing it. It should be very, very fast. So it needs to be three to seven intentions. Now you might already have, like you were saying, some tools that work really well just to get you aligned and focused. That sounds like that would be fine too. If you're out there listening and you don't have a tool, do this, just write want list or, you know, intention list at the top of the paper, put the date and write out what you want to have. But instead of saying, I want a million dollars or I want to have a pink hat company, you're right. Mm -hmm. I intend to have a million dollars. You could even play with it. Go, I intend to easily own a pink hat company. If you don't know what you want, you do. And what you want to write, if you're someone who really is struggling, all you're going to write are two things, which is I intend to know what I want and I intend to know what I need. And after three days, you will have successfully reprogrammed that part of your brain called the reticular activating system. It's actually deep in the middle, but I always point here and you will, you will start to find it may be very simple and this is totally okay. In your want list, it might be, I intend to have a good day. I intend to have a nice week. It can be very simple, but simple is better than nothing. So let's say you're a little bit more advanced than that, or you've, you know, and by, by the way, those cycles of intending to know what you need and want every awesome manifester myself included, has those. You want that happening every two to three months because it means you're manifesting everything on your list. And the list can be much bigger than seven things. It can be 50 if you want. And it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. When things manifest, just drop it. You know, you don't have to keep thank. Just let it go. Anyway, so five, three to seven things on your intention list. That takes about a minute. Just write it out. You can type it. You could do it on your phone, whatever. However, whatever's easiest for you. Then you're going to do a belief list. This is super easy. You just look at that intention list and go, what do I believe that I wrote and I intended that I could have manifest that's maybe more than 51% possible? Okay, I might be able to have a good day. I know I can have a good day. Okay, this pink hat company looks like it's happening because it really, really has to be. You need it to be very close, but you could write, I know I have a pink hat company. Whatever it is, and it might only be one thing, but the goal is you're starting to, it's again, as if your brain is a computer, that's really what scripting is. And I created this method before I knew any of the science behind it. It's just really awesome that now we have the science to understand that our brain is like a computer that is programmable. So by doing this five to seven, three to seven, depending on where you're at intentions every morning, which only take about a minute or two, and then writing which ones you believe down from that list, it feels a little redundant. And I totally agree. Like I'm there, but what it's doing and why it works is it's letting your brain pay attention. And it's also saying, Hey, when you write them down they they seem to be coming true. So it, it sort of rewires a lot of different areas with how you perceive with how your perception is, but also from a really fun standpoint, something is going on with the universe because it does something when you start to show your mind and show the universe that you have faith. So anyway, three to seven intentions, then you're going to write one to two beliefs from that list. Super easy. But the fun part is scripting. And all it is is this. It's not that woohoo, but here it is. You're just going to pretend it's the end of the night and you're sitting down to write in your journal and you just write out your whole day. Like you did the best example earlier. You know, I went to school today and all my friends hugged me. And, you know, my teachers said that I did a great job and I got an A plus on my project. And, oh, it was so nice being there. And there was, a, you know, whatever it is, lunch was amazing. And they had my favorite food or my mom packed me something special. And you just go through the day. But the really important key is you want to include the magical mundane, I call them. You want to include the things that maybe you're not used to including on your manifesting list or in that work. And this goes all the way into your intentions that we talked about a second ago. If you have a dental appointment, I always use this because it's a great example, mm -hmm. but it, it works. If you have a dentist appointment, write it out. 
this dentist appointment went fantastic. It went, you know, it was great to see my dentist and, you know, he has a new, whatever, new magazines in the, in the foyer, whatever it is. Right. Fold that into your script. You can also put it on your intention list. But the reason is it's that same reticular activating system, which even if you have no idea what we mean when we keep saying that, that's okay. If you're tuning out when you hear that, the point is that when you're manifesting, then you actually have the good experience. And then you start to see that things are happening that you write on your script. It's actually rewiring your brain to pay attention to this type of manifesting tool, because when it's seeing very little small things, or maybe what you think are small things are happening and and sort of changing from that horrible dentist experience you've had in the past. But now when you do this, it seems your dentist experience is good. Mm -hmm. Your brain starts to pay attention, but also the universe starts to pay attention and you begin manifesting. And that's it. At night, you actually write a real journal. If you had a crappy day, you write out your crappy day. You write out whatever actually happened because the goal with scripting is very simple. It's that five minutes in the morning and that maybe two to three minute paragraph at night in your journal. Those two, the fake script, if you will, and the real script, the real journal become one and you can't tell the difference. And that's the goal. And that's what's so much fun about it is when it starts to happen and then you go, Oh my God, let me look at my journal and people, you can write, you know, pages of a journal, whatever your style is that you actually write your journal in. Mm -hmm. That's what you want to try to match in the morning. And some days you're not going to be able to do it. That's the other great thing about scripting. You can drop it. It cannot happen for weeks or months at a time, but it's something you can always come back to because it works so well. It's a great tool when you're bringing in huge manifestations and it's a great day-to-day tool. But I am Mr. Do not ever stress about manifesting ever, 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 Mm -hmm. ever. So many teachers, I think, not intentionally make us feel like you have to do this every single day or your life's going to be not great. And I don't agree with that 100% because of what we now know with the science and because of my own experience with my own life and just working with people. The great thing about scripting is you can have a bad day and you can just want to write in your journal that night or you just not want to do anything for two weeks. You will find your way back to it naturally. And that's what I appreciate about it just as a tool for myself is that it's so easy to incorporate. Like you were able to put it in really quickly. And it's also easy to come back to if for some reason stuff happens or just maybe something even cooler. There's going to be better tools than this. I hope I create some of them. I'm a big proponent of there being a ton of amazing teachers and a ton of amazing tools. And it's really finding what your tool is. My goal with scripting is just to be there as sort of a lighthouse constantly. That needs to be there. That's there for me, too but I'm always exploring and looking for new tools that work too. Yeah, cool. You know, what I loved was when someone's struggling with manifesting, they're not putting that, the magical part of the moon mundane, right? The dentist appointments, the hair appointment. So the day that I started doing it, I had a hair appointment and I wrote out like, oh, my hair appointment was so fun. We had the best conversation and we talked about, you know, and I go on and on and on. And and then it's true because I get why, because it did happen. You know, yeah, so good. then you get to excitement. You're like, well, that happened, right? That's yeah. what you mean by the that part. Like even yes, those little things to, yeah, to get your it's, vibration up to go see at night. I'm going to go, little oh. confirmations. It's like yes. those little, like, yes, it is. It's so much fun for me. Like you just said, it, and even if you're not having a bad day, you could be having everything in the world. Like, ha- like right now I'm having a fantastic time. Like things are amazing. Like I have, it's so funny. I keep saying like, I haven't said this publicly, but the book about me using manifesting to get a TV show literally manifested another television show, oh which is gosh. so funny. 
but it's awesome. But, you know, there's good stress and there's bad stress. This is all very good stress, but there's a lot going on. You know, we're on a very limited crew because of everything going on. It's a tricky time, blah, blah, blah. I'm fine. But it's been fun going, oh, you know, I just need a day or, if, you know, I've had a couple of days off because of the holidays and looking at the little things that come true or the little things that I write, the magical mundane things that don't seem like they'd be that exciting. There is a confirmation, even when things are going fantastic, that, right. oh, this is really cool or this is really nice that I had a great hair appointment and I had a fun time. And then you start to, like you just said, you go into the details you wrote and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. That yeah. is exactly what happened. That's what I, I got that because I, I see the value in that for sure. Cause I didn't think of it that way before. And then I was thinking about when you talk about when you're in a rut or when you start writing out 50, you know, start just going off the chart. And yeah. what does that do? That's called a break something. Yeah. So you want to do like a cycle break. I actually don't remember what I call it in the book. Cause I call it like 10 things. My husband makes fun of me all the time. Cause I call it like 10 different things in real life, but yes, it's a cycle breaking essentially. Cobweb clearer. Cobweb clearer. Yeah. So that's, a, <laughs> yes. Okay. I did write it. As Is that that. It? That's really funny. Okay. Yeah. You could do, there's a couple of different tools in there when you are feeling really, really in a rut or wrote, or like you're doing your manifesting work all the time, but it's just not maybe coming true or not happening, or you feel very like, uh, I don't know, like a zombie sort of. So yeah, one of them, um, you could do 50 reasons why, which I think is the one you're mentioning. There's a couple different versions of it, but you can pick one intention and then literally write out fifth, like, why do I want this? Or why do I want this? Yes. And you have to write 50 different reasons why. why. And it actually like pushes you out and through that rut because mm-hmm. it reminds you and it gets your brain out of the cycle. Because our brains like habit, they're creatures of comfort. And so are we because of that. Our, our minds like things that it, you know, it learns how to basically do, you know, look at muscle memory. We, our minds like to memorize how to do stuff. And that also applies to our manifesting tools. Right. So sometimes you have to do things like the cobweb clearing or the cycle breaking where you actually push through and do something out of control different than what your brain is, is thinking it's going to do. So yeah, doing 50 reasons why for one intention is a great one that I do that. I mean, I do that a couple times a year with stuff. Another one you can do is you can write, you do 144 intentions, things that you want. That also will break you out of, sometimes we just need to change up what it is we're focusing on. It's not that we're Mm -hmm. dropping it. Like I'm a big, huge proponent always of rip up your vision board when you're done, cross it off in your notebook. You like throw stuff away. I was the opposite for so long. And honestly, one of the things that happened, there's only so much you can write about in a book, but the only I'd say big thing that, I cover in my next book that I didn't really get to in the first one was just throw stuff away, like cross it off. It is once it's manifest or it's coming, mm-hmm. or if you're not feeling it anymore, you absolutely 100% can just drop it for a while and come back to it when you feel it again, because you're not feeling it. Like we right. talked about in the beginning, it's not going to come and emotion and feeling that is the magnetic stuff. That's the gasoline that fuels the white Range yes. Rover with the, or it's a Range Rover with the white interior. Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love that story. I want to tell it on TV. I just love it so much. Uh, no, how old are your so girls? You said six to nine. 12 and right? yeah, 12 and 14. So that's like um, middle school and high school. That's yeah. like, wow. What? Yeah. A, that's, crazy that they're that close it's awesome but it's like they're far enough apart to not be like on top of each other in the actual school system but right. they're like two very profound times yes. what a fun time to be alive god okay. right well yeah I you think that. you know you think of like this whole pandemic with these kids and you know going online and you know no sports or no they don't have theater they're musical theater girls and you know just trying to you know 
find the peace as a mom to be the, you know, I have to hold the vibration of the, you know, yeah. the silver lining and the calf, you know, if the cup is half full and, you know, all these things in this, my group. And I do that every morning. I send them all a message and to get them to think, you know, they can, it's cute to think that they don't know how to, you know, when, when I say, say three things about yourself that are negative, and then they do at the beginning and then change them into a positive. I love that. That's, I, I do something super similar, but that's a better version of it. So I'm probably going to ask if I can steal that for my one-on-ones because <laughs> oh, that's, that's the way to do I always do three things you don't want or you don't like in your life, but that's better because if it's about yourself, it's actually easier by the yes. end of the session. Because then now uh, it's harder for them to find the bad. And it's so sweet. I just watching them transform over this time and, and empower them especially now when they're just like I mean one of the sweet girls is beautiful and you would think she had all these friends it feels so dark and alone and now she says oh my gosh I feel she just sent me the sweetest testimony and it just that's when I think oh it just lights my soul on fire when I hear that 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 she's actually getting something huge out of this I just I saw a quote the other day and I wish I don't even know who to attribute it to because it was sort of said as a joke um they said whether your glass is half full or half empty you're still gonna drink you're still Mm -hmm. gonna have water and I think that's a really the point was that it's a good starting point for if you're feeling the the glass is half full that's okay you're still gonna drink you still have water you're not gonna go thirsty right and I think that's such a cool way to sort of build up to what you're talking about and get them into that glass half full territory but anything like that you said like with that is an excellent exercise this is real for anybody watching we did not plan this I absolutely love that that is a great way because if you if you and being okay I think you make a good point with that exercise but just to, to just to button it, like if you are okay with saying I'm that's the point of the journal, it's the point of a lot of tools that I think people get afraid in the manifesting community sometimes of using because knowing what you don't want is how you're going to know what you do. What knowing how you feel about yourself, especially when you're a teenager or right. any age, we all struggle with that. I mean, right. come on, like it's all of us. I don't care who you are. I yeah, we all struggle with that. So being okay with going, okay, right now. I wish my roots were dyed. This is just me. I, you know, like, I, you know, they're dyed, but it's like, you know, that last week, right? Before right. They can't be okay. Well, that's okay. But little, or like, I don't like that. I, you know, went to bed late last night or whatever it is for me. These are silly ones. So other people are probably going, what the heck? But, you know, for you, but saying like, I don't like my smile or I don't like my clothes mm-hmm. or I don't like my whatever. And then doing some tools. And that's the thing about manifesting. I always say to when I used to have clients, now I just work all the time with other stuff, but it's great because it's like the whole world I get to work with. But you know, when I was doing one-on-ones more regularly, I would always say like, this is your toolbox and you, I will give you tools, but most of them you already have. Most things that we, that's the thing too, like we're always manifesting all the time, 24 Mm -hmm. seven. So we have manifesting tools. And most of the time, people who even think, I had a woman who's, she had such an interesting life because she had everything. And it it wasn't one of those, oh, on the outside, it was everything. She was okay. Like things were okay emotionally for her. She had everything financially and business-wise, but she just wasn't, it was funny because it wasn't the, oh, she was so miserable. It was just okay. Things were okay. She was the most okay human being I've ever met. And, you know, we worked, it turned out, through a couple, just a few sessions, I said, look, you've manifested somehow without me, which is going to be almost everybody because we all have ways we manifest, but we don't call them manifesting tools. And she had a dad who was very into transcendental meditation, very Hmm. into things that were very Eastern philosophy based, I'd say. Right. But she kind of had an aversion and it turned out that she was 
she created her own tools, but she had sort of overlaid just very normal, I don't want to be weird on top of it because everybody saw her dad, who was a very yeah. successful guy, as being weird, you see? So she had tools that she made that were separate from her father's that worked well enough because she had all of her own money, by the way. She wasn't some heiress, mm. you know, which is fine if that's how you get your money. However you get your money, that's the other thing too, being okay with however it is that you have the things you have, that means you've used your manifesting tools to get them. So once we figured out she had her tools, it's really easy to start to turn around and go, oh, and it turned out one of her tools was just looking through catalogs and then online, she would just emotionally spend. Emotional spending is a really fun thing right now for people who are on lockdown or who are stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Go on Amazon, don't actually spend money, but think to yourself, how much do I have that I could spend? Is it 50 bucks? Is it 10 bucks? Is it a hundred? Is it a thousand? Whatever it is. And then just go and go on Amazon or go on Macy's. I love Macy's, but then see, I'm the person who sometimes at the end goes, well, wait, I do need these 300 things. And then my <laughs> right. husband yells at me. But yeah, no, but really though, if, I mean, if I'm set on doing it, you want to just emotionally spend that money and feel what it's like to actually feel it, receive it, and then go to the next item. And you want as many, if you're doing $1,000, say, or $300, as many $300 items as you can, or as many $1,000 items. It's usually easier, just like hundred bucks, but you're emotionally, vibrationally, you end up spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then the universe is responding to that by giving you the energy back, giving you the experience back. It is that's a really good cycle breaker too, especially if people are down. It's great for kids. Okay. I will. And you could even say if you're able to, and if you're not, you don't have to, but if you can, Hey, I'll give you 50 bucks if you do this for three days and right. then they can buy one thing they want, but you, you'll know, you know, okay, yes. I'll give you a hundred bucks. I, I always tell parents be a little bit realistic. Don't downplay it. If you do have a hundred dollars to give them or 200, like give them what you can, but make force them to actually do it. Yes. Force them to actually do it. But for adults, for us, it is a fantastic tool. But little tools like that work in mm-hmm. a huge way. Sorry, I'm rambling now. But no. I have so many fun things. I just want to, I'm just loving being on here with you. Oh, I love it. Do you like put money in your wallet? Do you, are you a believer like holding like $100 bills and that kind of thing to feel, you know, how people say that? I wish I, okay. So yes, in theory, like I've done it and it's worked. But honestly, for me personally, I just do the emotional spending where you don't even have to put it in your wallet. You just know you have it or if you don't have it you just take what you do have it's really wild if you have like a dollar for some reason I've had clients who had nothing and they take I'm like all right we'll do it with five dollars they're like what do you mean I'm like do it with you have five bucks do it with five bucks even if it's in your bank account then they'll manifest maybe fifteen dollars okay now stop as soon as you get that do it fifty. okay then they'll manifest 30 and sometimes it happens over the course of a day so yeah I mean I think uh, you mean when you put like a hundred dollars in your wallet and you use yeah. that as sort of like a mag? Yeah. I mean, I think that absolutely works. I'm a big, big believer in it. I just have had it work without it needing to be physically in my wallet, but you do need to have it. Does that make sense? So yeah, like what you're saying is hundred percent accurate with, for me, like I, if it's in an account somewhere, then yes, like I do think it's, you need to represent it somehow in your wallet that does help, but it's not Again, it doesn't have to be physically the dollar bills in your wallet for me. Right, right. Like another fun story. I was thinking the girls are compete in pageants, not this oh, cool. year, um, uh, for like speaking. It's not a beauty pageant. I always say that because people speaking. picture. I did speaking stuff. That's so fun. Interview and all that kind of stuff, right? I love it. So we, two year, when we were in without the pandemic, when we were doing it, we would go to bed every night have the music that they play to get crowned. We knew the girl that was crowning and all this stuff, right? So we went every night, we would picture it, we would see it, we'd feel the crown on her head. We would go, oh my gosh, they called your name and we'd listen to the the videos and all that. So it was in our blood, right? Yes, yes. And so the little one, Presley, 
we go back and she's top 10 and I have to go back and change her dress, right? Because the moms had to go back and help. And we go back, I go, how do you feel? She's like, oh, mom, I got it. I already saw it. It's done. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I hope you don't get your hopes up too high. Right. I know there's that As a mom. aspect too. Yeah, I know. I'm an uncle too. So there's always like a piece that's like, yes, that's great. Oh God. But yeah. she knew it. She's like, mom, I already know Riley's going to crown me. I already feel it. I done. And it was like such a knowing. We had Isn't done it right? every night. And here we go. There's that little like, stinker like got crowned. Yep. She did. She got it. Yes. And she won. She said, I mom, I told you. <laughs> I'm not surprised, but I, I love it. I, I noticed that a lot of, um, we just had Frances Fisher on the show who was in Titanic. Talk about being a, an actor. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was Kate Winslet's mom in Titanic. She's a good friend. We had a really wild, talk about manifesting, we had a really, in, we've not had this on the show. Like you said, so I have a show right now. It's airing in the UK. We're moving from mornings to the to nighttime. I can't even talk right now. It's a prime time, but it's a talk show, but it's about manifesting. It's a whole different, it's a wild, wow. wild west because there's never been a talk show. I guess someone just told me this from Sky that there's never been a talk show about manifesting. So how do you, what, what are you going to do? Talk to people about how we they are, manifest? We're already, well, we're already on, I think the ninth step week just aired so the ninth episode well we do we talk about all of this stuff we talk about you know just creating meditating uh, manifesting and basically the first 10 minutes of the it's a half hour right now while it's in the test phase so the first 10 minutes is me teaching like step one of scripting or like i'll go over like really we'll go in depth on the belief list and then the next 15 minutes of the show is is a guess like we've had it runs the gamut, literally like, you know, we've had Francis Fisher, we've had people that have written small books that I love. Like I just, I, hmm. they gave me a lot of freedom, which is awesome. Anyway, oh, creatively. Fun. Yeah. It's been awesome. And now it's going, it will it'll hopefully knock on wood. I'm manifesting it. It'll be airing globally. I think starting the spring or summer, I just got word that it might be sooner, but I don't want to, oh totally, I still have a part of me that's like, I don't want to jinx it, but it's <laughs> going really well. We're really happy with it. And, um, long story short, we had a weird manifesting awesome thing happen where, you know, half of actually more than half of my crew, three quarters of the crew is in the UK. So bless their hearts. They're on a totally different schedule right now because they're up for our daytime here in LA and they're all on zoom. Like, you know, half of them are directing and doing things from zoom. So it's really fun. It's been interesting for sure, Hmm. but we lost a guest and not because they didn't want to do the show, like something really unfortunate, like happened in their family. Thankfully everything's fine. But it was one of those last minute, like truly like, you know, most people I found don't skip TV appearances that are nationally airing with like, you know, on television, it's been really interesting to see the difference in a good way. People are very, very much committed to coming on. Right. Good. So we have not had this happen. And I, we had about 20 minutes before we were supposed to tape and it was fine. I mean, worst case we have contingencies, like we have stuff that's pre-shot. We have things that I can do, but we had like everything open, ready to shoot. I was in my full suit. Like we were ready to go. And the executive producer in London was like, absolutely panicking. And I said, I was, I was the most, and I am this person in, in when people are panicking, I just go, cause I know mm-hmm. I can create my own reality and it's probably yeah, happening for a reason. Yep. So they were panicking. And I finally, my husband who works on the show, I said, you just need to keep every, like, just keep all the calls just away from me for a little while. And he's like, okay. 
So I was looking at my phone and I was like, what do I want? What do I really want? Because obviously, and you, you know, we have to look at everything. This like, what are we manifesting when things seem really bad? And that seemed pretty bad. Like people were absolutely like their hair was on fire. <laughs> it was bad. Huh. And I was like, well, what do I want here? And I was like, well, I really wanted a really like known globally actress, someone who's really famous who people would look at her. Maybe not everyone knows their name, but they know them the minute they see them. And I was like, Okay, well, that's one hurdle, you know, in most people's brains. Then it's, I was like, okay, I do have a few people I can reach out to. But the other hurdle is they need to be camera ready on air on a Zoom in 15 minutes with me for taping an episode for national or an international broadcast. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I trust. I didn't let yeah. that get in the way. I was like, I'm lucky. I'm where I am in life. So I ended up, I texted two people. And one was Francis Fisher, who was the first person I wrote. And I said, hi, I know this is absolutely bananas, but she, knew I have this, she was all very, very excited about the show, like two, three months before I wrote her when this happened. I was like, but is there any way that in 15 minutes you can be my main guest on my show and we'll shoot it, da, 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 and it'll be on Sky. And there's about a three minute when you can feel them kind of reading the text. And I was like, right. okay. And um, in that space, I wrote the other person and, um, Frances wrote back and she goes, what are we talking about? Which meant, what are we going to, uh, so she, yeah. and then she called and I was, and she's like, okay, what are we, I'm like, okay, here's how it's going to go. I'll get the producers to send you the thing that I was like, we'll just keep it simple. Like whatever ends up coming out, comes out. It's just easy. Just thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She came on, ended up giving still to this day, just aired two weeks ago. My favorite episode was the boxing day, you know, their Christmas special. And she unprompted, we've never spoken about this as friends and we know each it's a you know very good acquaintances we, we share a best friend so there's definitely a closest right. but she goes have you ever heard of abraham hicks and i was like have i she then i'm not joking you pulls out a printed sheet of paper and begins reading the daily quote and goes into this entire explanation of how she has used abraham and visualization to manifest things like being in She's one of only four actresses who've had two movies that have been have won Best Picture, including oh Titanic. So talk about someone who knows how to matter. I was fine to talk about grandbabies <sighs> and like nothing, like just to fit. Like I was so just grateful. A filler. It is a weird topic to have like a show. So I have Frances Fisher, one of the stars of one of the only five people on the movie poster for Titanic with their name on it, telling me that she is a big Abraham Hicks fan and how she visualizes and then taught my whole audience. So we're getting that 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 oh. getting that, those clips out to everybody. Hopefully in the next month, they're giving us the whole episode. But manifesting wise, it was exactly what I wanted. And wow. I and they were spooked. My crew was spooked. <laughs> They, well, there was the half of them that had been in Hollywood in some form, even there for their whole lives were like, how did you get Frances Fisher? Because everyone knows her face. You know, she's bright red haired, beautiful. Right. Just, just so just like, she, you know, she's just someone, you know. And then the other half was like, how did you get her to be on the show in 15 minutes? And I was like, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> but here she is. And then, and then it and was then. executive producers going, how did you get her to read an Abraham quote? Did you tell her to print it out? I'm like, no, I didn't know she had, it was just like, so we did the whole, it would be like if you and I had this whole interview and then suddenly I was like, have you heard of Abraham? It's like the paper just got lifted up. And I was like, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah, I have. Go on. And that, it, it, so, you know, manifesting oh. is just wild. Oh. That was a very long story, but I hope people get the benefit of it because I still get super giddy and excited. And, it, and, you know, honestly, I did want bigger and better guests. And her coming on a few weeks ago now has opened yes. the door for us to go, well, Francis came on the show. Now we're getting people requesting to be on the show. Right. So oh, it's like see. it flipped it around and I did get what I wanted. But on top of that, 
you know, we were talking about little tools and things to use, like her big thing, and you're talking about your daughters, but the, with, that's what triggered this whole thing was your daughters and visualizing and going through it. That's what so many, su- I mean, I consider Frances super successful because she was in Titanic. Like I still, it blows my right. mind. But, like, can you imagine manifesting that right. into your life? And that is part of you forever. Wow. So cool. She talked about visualizing and doing what you just huh. were talking about with your daughters and really just feeling it and getting in it. But it's funny because a lot of people who visualize naturally, like I'd say she knows what she's doing because she obviously was talking about Abraham. She was talking about manifesting. It was so interesting to hear someone like her just go like, oh, well, it depends what kind of manifesting or what do you mean by my manifesting? And then, you know, go off on this. It's exactly <laughs> what you and I are talking about. But I that know because so I've been funny. fortunate to work. That was one of the first people I've had on air, actually, like publicly, because I've worked with huge names privately. But, you know, there's a zillion NDAs and things, which is all fine. Right. I write about it in the book as much as I can. But, you know, I talk about it a lot, how so many of them visualize and f- have figured out how to use feeling before mm-hmm. they knew what it was called. And right. that's such an interesting thing for kids now, like you're talking about anybody watching. You could figure out feeling and you can figure out, how to feel it and how to see it. And even if you're, I'm not great at visualizing, but I've figured it out for myself. I think it's why journaling and scripting works so well for me because mm-hmm. you don't have to visualize it because you're literally doing it. You know, it's, it's, right. it's, it's so active that, and then once you start to get used to it and get not in a negative, but you know, get used to it and into the cycle of it and the rhythm of it, then the routine, it. Yeah. yeah, it makes it really easy. Yeah, for sure. Don't you do a 10 day thing too? Where yes, you do- that's yeah, that's yeah. my favorite one. Yeah, that's just for people who want to do. So if you, you, you're doing the scripts every day. So if you're doing your journal at night before you go to bed and the next morning, take five to 10 minutes, do your intention list, your belief list and your script, which is just your fake journal, you pretend it's the end of the day. Every Sunday, I do a 10 day script. So I don't do any of the stuff in the morning. And whenever I feel it, I will. So yesterday, it was like three o'clock. Yes, today, is, today is a Monday that Monday. we're filming this. Yeah. So yesterday it was like three in the afternoon. Usually for me is what it ends up being. I chose Sunday. It doesn't have to be just once a week. It has to be the same day because I'll explain in a second. So you just pick whatever day you're going to pick minus Sunday. And then you, whatever date it is, you go 10 days in the future. So instead of doing, you're at the end of tonight, you just pretend you're back and it's been 10 days since everything. So you're if it's the 10th, it's the 20th. Now you're writing about how the last 10 days went. Yes, they haven't happened in real life, but you're pretending like it's a long script is basically what it is. And instead of just doing one night ahead or one full day that you're already in ahead, it allows you to fold in some of the bigger manifestations. And that was just something I came up with that worked so well and still does that it just, it had to be part of this tool. And it was part of scripting. And it was just something that I was trying to figure out how do I fit in my bigger manifestations? Like this is great for some big things and for some little mundane things, but how do I start folding in you know, if I, if I suddenly get the car I want or get there or, or someone comes to me, I don't know, just the bigger things that I wanted at the time. And I figured it out that on Sundays, if I just pretend it's a week and a half into the future and I'm writing backwards, you don't have to go day by day. Just, I cannot over, right. I cannot stress enough how it does not have to be this laborious, labor intensive, stressful thing. It is a fun Oh my God, it's been so amazing. Honestly, I spend the first page just getting myself sort of into a vibrationally stabilized place. I'll just talk about how good I felt in the last 10 days. I, and I always, 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 I always put this and I always tell people to write this. Do not forget, mention writing the script 
in the beginning of it, of the 10 days. So you want to write, it all started when I sat down to write my 10 day script. And yes, it can sound Uh. as cheesy as that. Like it it still sounds cheesy and, and to me, but it works. If you're new to scripting and you watch this show, write, okay. And even if you're feeling like, like you're wavering or not sure if it's going to work, write that out. Be honest. Be like, well, you know, it all started when I watched this episode and I saw they were talking about scripting and it was really weird to me, but whatever, I decided to try it and I did. And I immediately started to see results and it blew my mind. And I couldn't believe how easy it was for me to write it out and how quickly things started to come. For instance, on Tuesday, I woke up and I suddenly was feeling better. And then I got a call from my mother and she told whatever it is, you know, and then then I won the lottery whatever it is folding in, you can still do it if you've been scripting forever. And, you know, I forget sometimes, but every time I remember, it's so powerful because you fold in the actual act of ice. It all started when, or I, you know, if you're doing a 10 day script, I started scripting a few weeks ago and I finally decided to do the 10 day script and I sat down on Sunday and I did it. And you don't have to go in order of how Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was. You could just write overall what amazing things popped in. It's an amazing tool. And there's a lot of science behind it, like you said. Yes. You know, it's funny. What I do with the kids when they, you know, they say they've just turned 13. I'll say, okay, I want you to, when we're one-on-one, usually or a Zoom call when I have one-on-one. So they have to stand up and tell me, okay, you just turned 14. Tell me how your whole 13 year went. Tell me what happened last year. That's one of my birthday script. That's the best. That's one of my favorite. You're doing it with them. I love it. So they get up and you see them go, okay, I went on a trip to Tahiti and then we came home and then I went to school and I, you know, I got straight A's and then I got award at the dance, you know, I got the part in the musical theater, the star role, and you just see the energy completely shift. Yes, I love it. And then they see it, you know, and I'm like, oh, and they feel it. And I think that's such a powerful. You make those more pathways happen. Yes. Visual, oh, I love it. Yes, that's such a powerful tool is the, like, People are always asking, like, it was just the new year. They go, you know, what's a new year script like? And I say, I got one better for you. And if you already had a birthday, don't worry about it. Just do it today. Yeah. It's every the beginning of a new year. But a birthday script is that's what I do. That's what I do instead of a new year script. I will do my birthdays in April every year. So I will do a full out exactly what you just said. And I'll just write it all out. And it literally creates new pathways in your brain. It right. literally sends out a message to the universe. It's like, you know, we're always sort of on autopilot until we do that. And I just think it's such a cool thing to do. I have people do seasonal scripts. Like once you really get into it, it can be so much fun because it doesn't have to be every day is the same, you know, journal script, journal script. You can play with it. People do just do a 10 day script. Then they'll do their seasonal ones where they'll do, this is how my spring went. This is how my, like right now would be a great time to do winter. Or even, even though we're halfway to me, it's sort of in that January period where really March is more spring. So it's a great Mm -hmm. time to go. It's March 20th, whatever. Here's how my winter went. And then when you get to March 20th, here's how my spring went pretending it's the summer and you can, you know, you can play with it. It's really flexible. That's the best part. Like you can make up a script, if you will, for any sort of period, any holiday, any birthday, any new year period. We're going skiing this weekend to Park City and it hasn't really snowed. I go, okay, we're going to script it out. When we get there, the snowstorm comes. Everyone, I've had so many people ask me about weather and scripting and I have no experience with it. However, since this book came out last year, I've had so many people tell me, you have to keep me updated, that they have done it and it has, I believe it can work. 
I don't know why I've never tried it. I have no idea. Like I have no, oh, funny. there's no reason I have it. I just had, I just had a guy who did a workshop of mine from a few months ago and he was really asking about snow and it worked and he went skiing and they had this like whiteout blizzard, like crazy snow. Oh, and he was so happy. And I've had so many different people use it. So you got to keep me posted, but yeah. I do believe I'm going to, I don't, I think it's just living in LA. Sometimes, you know, this it's like Southern California. Yeah. I don't know. I'm never thinking about right. the weather. Groundhog Day here, right? It's always it is so Groundhog Day. But funny. if I was going to Park City, which I love Park City, have fun. Um, I would absolutely be manifesting for snow. Yeah. Yes. So you're gonna, that's. I think you're going to get it. We put do it too. up there. Of course, <laughs> I got you right. Okay, yeah, I've hey. taken up so much of your time, but I gosh, there's so not much at more. All. Thank I, you. I'm not. I literally told you. I I made them clear out my day, so <laughs> you're totally good. So when you look ahead of your life you see this this show right yeah you see it become that's your thing that's going to be your um thing. yeah I say yes and no yeah only because it's so funny and I'm very open about this even on the show that it was not my I'm so happy and grateful it wasn't the number one thing I was manifesting it's hilarious to me because sometimes things come in if this was five years ago all I wanted my own tv show and now I have it but I'm so incredibly grateful in a different way. So I have the show. I had, if I'm being totally honest, just because we're talking about manifesting, I had four offers come in at the same time in the summer. Two wow. TV show offers and two films. And it was one of those things where I went, and that's why I say like, wow, like, yes, I see this as the future, but I think I've learned to just sort of, I want something that will reach everybody. And whatever medium that takes, that's, I guess, why I, not that I hesitate, but when you said it, so what, I have been manifesting for, I think this seems to be the avenue. And I, I see it now because through TV, people are really interested. People are listening. And even if they're not watching the show, mm-hmm. they know that I'm on it and they see the advertisers we have and the people, you know, and they look and they go, Oh my God, Mercedes is airing before the show. That's amazing. Or Peloton or whatever it is. Right. They go and they go, oh, okay. And it's making people pay attention, which the only reason I would love that. And I do love it is because I get to talk to people and I reach a bigger audience. So I think my goal ahead is the same as it's been, which is to reach people. I like teaching. I am so against, not against just personally, because I hate newsletters. This might be the ADD. I'm not right. a huge fan of like having to like paywall things. Right. So, and I, it's what I like about you. You're very open just in talking to you in this conversation. You're not holding back. So a lot of teachers, I think who teach manifesting do a disservice, especially right now. We're in tricky, weird times. People right. are in all sorts of different states. And I feel like having a TV show or, or doing things like this, whatever way that we're reaching people and not, oh, well then just buy my book. Like, right. I'm very much like, you got it. Like, you don't have to read the book. You got it from this show. And that's not me being like cocky, like, oh, I need everybody to understand that I'm just so much better. I don't think it's a better or worse. Just for me personally, whatever ways and avenues, I'll, I will do whatever it takes to help people live their best life, but for real, have the tools to do it. And I'm also very open about, that's why I like showing other teachers and and doing this with you is so great because we're showing people, I think by example, like that's the goal of my show. You know, Francis was different, but the whole show is basically PhDs and scientists. And we are the first, like my intention was to have mainstream scientists and mainstream people who have never done any sort of a weird or wacky show like this come on and start explaining. And we've had, we had Dr. Dina Grayson, who's a PhD. We've had Dr. Mona Sabani, who's one of the top neuroscientists on earth, has been on the show yeah. three times now. She was just in last, or this past weekend's episode. We had Dr. Tony Camacho. We've had people from all worlds huh. of science and medicine, and they're coming on the show to explain that, yes, this is 
a hundred percent real. Manifesting is absolutely something that can happen now that we're understanding so much more. And the science has changed. I have to say, like I was even stunned writing the book, using it, going, "Oh, thank God!" Like we actually have the science that is starting to catch up. Yes. Because what I found was I had so many people. Seriously, I had like 15, it was over, I know we had over 15 people that I at least saw when the emails were sent, like, because I have one filter line usually of people who check the emails before me, but I did see at least 15 that I have as I printed them out and half of them are on the show now of scientists. I had people from giant think tanks. I mean, PhDs, non-corporate scientists, corporate scientists, everything kind of person you can imagine saying, thank you for putting the science in the book. Thank you for not excluding us. And that was one of the weirdest things I came to learn. You're probably going to be as shocked as I was. And I mean this, I'm not just like, there's always a performative aspect to doing anything like this, but like, really, this was stunning. There was a lot of scientists from massive, massive corporations, and then super non-corporate scientists. Like, you know, so you can understand, I can understand some people don't want to deal with one end of of the science scale. I get that. But then I was looking at people, these incredible resumes who are not bought out, like some people would say, and they were getting shunned by the manifesting world. And then they were showing me this proof, like, look, and this is from every angle in science. And I was like, what is going on? Why? And I'm not calling out anybody because, look, there are tons of people in our world and in our community that embrace science. So this is just one of those weird things, I think, where people, I don't know, they just sort of felt like maybe their fans or their readers or whatever. I don't know. I think there was some confusion over what science would bring to the table. I'm a giant nerd. And I'm like, I want to bring science. Let's, let's right. bring it. Oh, so the cool. show that was that, and that remains the kind of core goal is, is, is reaching mainstream audiences with this new world, but being an example like you and I are doing. So I want to be the example of what does this conversation look like when science and spirit come together? And I don't mean cuckoo science, because there are a lot of cuckoo quacko right. things out there, like real scientists and real people like us who are genuinely, our heart is in this. We are interested. We love this and we're open. And what does that conversation look like for the rest of the world? What do people watching at home, what can they take from that? How can they talk to their more science-minded family? Or even if they are a scientist, oh, wow, they're not all wacky crazy in this world of manifesting. So being that example and then having people like Francis and doing stuff, you know, where I have people who are just as passionate as you and I are having you and I talking in conversation. I think my whole overall goal is just to have this conversation be broadcast and be teaching people and be genuinely helping people while also not making them feel like they have to shell out all this money. Not because I don't love money. I love money. Don't get me wrong. I'm in a place though, where I'm okay to, I'm fine to do that. And I can teach people and I don't need my book to be the thing they buy. If they buy it, great. I think it's really funny and it's enjoyable and I love it to death. But I, my goal is to, however I can reach the most people to do basically with my platform, what Lane Grabhorn did 17 years ago and via really Esther Hicks and Abraham. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always say my big joke is, man, Abraham came and found me when I was 15 years old in 2003. Like that's wild to me still. I love And it's like, okay, so that, you know, I was really lucky or whatever you want to call it. I manifested it, but here I am. So that is That was your path. That's it. That's it. Okay, yeah. I need to go pick up Presley and see how her day okay, went. Okay, see I'm if sorry. she scripted her day right. 
<laughs> yes, no. I'm so excited. So oh, no, just like you know. it might take two or three days. I always give people two or three days. Yes, and she knows. She's, yeah, yeah, I, have a I know she's going to pick out the things that were good, you know? Good. Yes, 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 yes. That's a huge thing. And she could even do that in her journal tonight. She can just, yes. if you want, I always say to focus on what actually happened. If you are just starting and it helps to focus just on the things that happened from your script, you can do that just as easily. Yeah, fun. I can't wait to see yeah. that. Oh, ah, I could talk to you all day. You're fantastic. Oh, um, my God. Let's stay in touch for real. I have so many questions for you. We need to have a, a, a phone call, phone call, like where I can just hear more about your um, your things with your teens and all yes, the stuff. Yes, for sure. Super interesting. Oh, I can't wait. Anytime. Ah, okay. Well, anytime you need me, I'm here. I'm going to send you my phone number, then text me tonight just so I okay. have your phone number. That makes okay, it a little easier. Okay? Perfect. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, thank, thank you, you so much. Loved yeah, it. Oh, that's a blessing. Thank you. So much fun. And tell Presley, I said, what's the other one's name? Presley and... Paige. Paige. Oh, you're good at naming babies. Okay, Presley and Paige, tell them I said hello. I will. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, Grace, it was such a pleasure. It really was. All right, I'll talk to you I could be here all day. Okay. Me too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.